Greetings all, this is Nancy Gill with the James Exchange podcast. In today's episode, we go over festivities for tomorrow's 4th of July celebration here in Scottsville. And I had the pleasure of sitting down with Town Administrator Matt Lawless this past week to discuss an environmental study that has been completed on the tire plant and surrounding property. Also, the progress of the Tiger Fuel Project. But mostly, we really discussed the parade, the music, fireworks, car show. It'll be a fun time tomorrow in Scottsville. But before that, enjoy the conversation I had with Matt. Good afternoon. Nice to see you. Welcome home. Yeah, good to be here. So you got a grant from the state that is part of the overall state's economic development of rehabbing old factory buildings. So tell us about how much the grant was for and the different phases that it entails. Sure, thank you. The town's working with a state program called Industrial Revitalization Fund, which is run through the State Department of Housing and Community Development. It's gone on for about 10 years now, very successfully all over the state. From the, the big cities to small towns in Virginia, there are many old textile mills, furniture plants, industrial buildings that can't be used the way they were. Um, and they're blighted in their communities. They drag the whole local economy down and they're not generating tax revenue for the locality or the state. So the state government's interested in helping to breathe new life into those buildings and help them change because they often can't go back to the way they were. Scottsville's a good case study for that. So we're benefiting now from a state award of $75,000. It doesn't have any local match on it. There's no cost to the uh, taxpayers in town to study this building and help to make a case for how it could be reused and answer some of the lingering questions on it. Um, This project has three parts, a detailed um, survey and 3D modeling scan of the building so we know exactly what it looks like, floor plans and renovation concepts. That's going to be very exciting, but it's not finished yet. The middle step is a detailed environmental report, a phase two environmental site assessment. Um, That looks at potential pollution or environmental issues, which can usually be fixed, but sometimes that's very expensive. So it's important for an investor to know what's in the ground. And the community needs to do that too, so that we understand what can be done there or if there's any health hazards. So I'm holding a 157 page document here, um, which is the health report on the building. Um, And it's a clean bill of health. There are some obvious cleanup that need to be done. Every old industrial building and many old houses have lead paint and asbestos insulation. That's present and that can be cleaned up. But the the scarier chemicals are clear here. This engineering firm from Richmond ran through the documentation history of how the factory operated and they drilled 11 test wells on the grounds of the building and through the slab floor and into the ground underneath it, all the way down to the groundwater to look at what might be in the water, what might be in the soil, and what might be in the air. And so the report reads kind of like blood work that you get from your doctor, where they're looking for vinyl chloride, acetone, benzene, and so on. And they get, you know, clean bill of health, non-detected on everything except one, naphthalene, which is naphthalene. That's the active ingredient in mothballs. Current storage life of the facility has mothballs in it. And the testing equipment in this analysis is so sensitive that it picked up the active ingredient in the mothballs. So those are working, and there's nothing more hazardous in the water or the soil underneath. Um, So that's very good news on this report. 
and state money well spent. I, I know several individuals, town residents, and those who live near to the town have been very much concerned about environmental issues on this property. And this should put their minds at rest that bad things are not there. Right. Both, both for neighbors and for any investor who might do work in the building, do business in the building, understanding, okay, what condition is it in, how much cleanup might have to be done before it can be back into positive use for the community. This is very encouraging news. How appropriate is it that since it's been used as a storage unit for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, that it's mothballs? Not surprising. Any word on Tiger Fuel? Uh, yes. So they've been um, up through the design for their project. They're eager to break ground and, and hope to open as soon as they can. They've been working with the Town's Planning Commission and Architectural Review Board on the details of their design and their landscaping. Architecture Board has finished that and, and granted the, what they needed to on the landscaping and getting all the native plants right. That's going to look really good. Um, Planning Commission finished their preliminary review. We're still looking at the best way to do sidewalks and trails on the site, so negotiating with the owner a little bit about that. Not everybody's able to walk to this business, but some folks might want to, to shop or get a sandwich, so we want that to be safe and healthy. The final site plan could happen at the next Planning Commission meeting. We'll take a little more time if we need to to get it right. And that would be the first Monday in July. No. Except it's a holiday. It's so a holiday. Tuesday, July 5th. <laughs> okay. So everybody, keep that in mind. If you care to review things with the Planning Commission, show up on the 5th at 7 o'clock at town office. But on the 4th, we'll be busy. Yes, we'll be very busy. But before we get there, what about the Upper Bird project? It's still in the design and planning phase. Um, the town hasn't seen much come in on that one. The next thing that that project will need is subdivision uh, to split the one large lot into the 36 smaller lots plus the common space that was approved. The planners and surveyors are working on that still. We haven't seen anything in yet. Okay, so still moving forward. Um, so now let's talk about the 4th of July. Wonderful. The parade kicks off at? 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. And it's right up here at James River right Road. There. You've got the and best seat. 20, yep. And I will be doing a live stream from my front yard. So that's going to be fun. I know that the fire department works so hard on the 4th of July. It's a long day. Put, they put together the parade at the beginning of the day and the fireworks at the end of the day. So yeah. huge thank you to the volunteers at our fire department. Um, they work a long day. Um, and it's, uh, it's a lot of hot, hard work um, outdoors, um, setting up the parade, setting up the fireworks, and making sure that all happens safely. We appreciate that very much. And I know that Sid Pugh, my neighbor, gets up and he cooks breakfast at 5 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. for everybody on the 4th. And fireworks. Back a little, on. A little different this year. Different vantage point, shooting off over the river from the south side. Thanks to our Buckingham neighbors for hosting there. Um, still very visible from downtown, so the, the levee walk is still probably the best spot to sit. But you'll be looking over the river and seeing the fireworks reflection on the water. That'll be great. Is there anything else on the 4th? Oh, we do. There are some bands. Mm -hmm. the, block, um, the block party and concerts. Um, the, the town's supporting that with some um, artistic uh, sponsorship from Southern Development Homes. Thank you to them. Or Orion and his Melted Crayons playing at 4.30. And then Drew Pace at 7 o'clock. Um, Orion's a Charlottesville native musician and, uh, and plays a lot around the area. Drew Pace is a Fluvanna County local, um, graduated recently and headed to Nashville after this. And there will be food trucks. Yep. 
That'd uh, be a garden. C- concerts are free. Food trucks are there. Some local restaurants will be open. And the um, outdoor refreshment area for uh, takeout um, wine and beer from the restaurants. No BYOB and tailgating, though. Those drinks have to be in marked cups from the local restaurants. Okay, but there will be a beer garden at the farmer's market? Yes. Okay. So that, that refreshment area is Valley Street, the farmer's market premises, and the top of the levee walk, but not on the soccer field. That's, that's run differently. We can't do that. So is there anything else going on in town? Car lovers, the, the cruise in midday right after the parade. So you'll see some of the show cars head right over to that lot. That's Danzy's lot. And thanks to uh, Rodney Harris for setting that up. So car lovers can head up there. They'll have some crafters and some food available there too. It's a good day in town. Should be a good day. Now, if we could just get the flea market back with the antique show, which is so much work and you know, as you and I both know, people come and go. And I, miss, I miss that. I've heard so many good things about it. It's before my time. But yeah. um, you're right. I can only imagine the work of putting that together and, and wrangling all the vendors. But we hear nothing but good things about it. So if, uh, if that's someone's passion in life, come on back down. Let's make it happen again. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you for coming on up. And great talking to you. And we will get this pushed out and start promoting next Monday. Nancy, thank you so much. It's nice to see you again. You're welcome. And that is a wrap for today's episode. And always, if you have a story, an issue, or just want to have a conversation, give me a call, contact me. Love to have you on the show. Enjoy tomorrow's 4th of July. I will be live streaming the parade from my front yard. Have a great day.